Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In this session, Grace makes time in between her packed schedule to update all of us on her recruiting progress. From Blackstone to Aries to Perla Weinberg, she has a ton of opportunities in front of her over the next several weeks to try and lock up her junior summer internship very early. We review how to prep for private equity interviews, as well as what to expect with the Perella first round she has in a few days. Enjoy. All right, Grace, I think it's been uh, about, what, over a month, at least a couple months? At least, I think so. <laughs> Which has been my fault. I've pushed back this uh, this session too many times, so I apologize. Um, so yeah, I'd love to just hear an update. I know you had, last time we spoke, you had some interviews kind of around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of things, I think, like in the works then, but I'm in the middle of it right now. So, oh, you are. Um, I'm, okay, good. Yes. Um, kind of in the thick of recruiting right now. So, I, um, where to start? I, um, I had first rounds last week with three different groups at Blackstone, um, three different real estate groups. So, their acquisitions group, asset management group, and then their um, real estate investment trust. They call it BREIT. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a fairly new group, but um, it's like a non-traded, a public non-traded REIT. And so I'm anxiously waiting now to hear back. Um, I feel really good about how those went. So we will see. It's just, it's so difficult to read, especially because with Blackstone, they hire so few people. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how many people they give first rounds to mm-hmm. and then how many people they give super days to. Um, especially have, with this, is, the, this would be for junior summer, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is all for 2022. Okay. And so you still have the city coming up, city summer coming up. Yes. And okay. it, even if I don't get anything right now, I get a guaranteed return offer at city. So that's a mean? really nice cushion what do you mean? to have. It's just like, no matter how, what happens this summer, you're guaranteed. Uh, they said that they pretty much give uh, return offers to everyone in the sophomore program for the junior summer. So is that just I, because of work from home or is that just traditionally they've just that's just that. how they do it because yeah. the sophomore program is so small. So it's only 30 people across all divisions of the bank. And that includes things like um, internal audit and risk. But Got so it. within banking itself, I think there might be five or six of us sophomores. So it's not um, a large number. It doesn't make too much of an impact to invite those 
uh, that small cool. group back. Well, that's great. That's good to know. It's, that takes a lot of stress out of everything. Like. Yes, it that does. probably allows you to perform better in the interviews. You're like, well, I hope so. But I still want Blackstone so badly, so <laughs> I will. I'm still very stressed about that. Well, um, I mean, it, and it's all the real estate you said. It was three different real estate. Is that because that's yes, because it's all real estate. You specified that that interested you, or mm, so I'm also really interested in infrastructure. Infrastructure, and I, I um because I took I did their women's program. So that's what helped me get into this accelerated process with them. Yeah. And um, when we were filling out those applications uh, for the accelerated process, they had us rank the groups. And I actually rated infrastructure first. Um, and I always thought that infrastructure would be a little less competitive too, but I didn't get an invite for a first round with them, wow. which surprised me because I had spoken with more people in that group, at least as a percentage of the total versus yeah, yeah. real estate. Um, but I'm still very happy about with yeah. you know three groups it's of the real estate for it's first such rounds. a crapshoot it really is so don't mm -hmm. don't feel bad right like, there's so many factors there's so many factors it's just like they get flooded um mm -hmm. with so many great applicants um from right from all the top schools in the world so um the fact that you're getting interviews is a great sign um mm -hmm. this this early on so okay so it's kind of just a wait and see do you feel like do you feel like it what you said it went well but it's kind of like if they don't invite you back soon then you'll pretty much assume it's a, it's a no in like a week or so. Yeah, it's difficult to tell. It's been really slow moving, especially with re real estate. Um, it's been slower than PE or some of the other groups. Yeah, I can't believe you just, you just started. Like you just had first rounds now. Right, and um, there's some other divisions within Blackstone where they're already going to be giving out offers the end of this week. So one of my friends who also did the women's program um, is interviewing with their private wealth solutions group and she's meeting with the group head as her final Super Day interview today. So she'll have an answer in a few days. And, yeah. But they've been the quickest moving group. So it, we'll see. I think I've been following the thread on Wall Street Oasis a lot, actually. And okay. um, it sounds like when I had my first rounds, um, two of my three first rounds last week were on Friday. And I think that was the last day of first rounds. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that means that maybe this week. If I'm invited for any super days, I would be finding out soon, hopefully. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. Crossed. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it doesn't work out, you still have a great firm to go to and a great program to go to. So, um, mm -hmm. and if you think about it, you know, all next year to just be, well, even you can keep recruiting in the sense of like informally and keep building mm -hmm. the network so that next year there's just that many more opportunities for you. Mm -hmm. so is there any well, other are there any other first rounds coming up or anything like that yes yeah, so i um i got into perella weinberg's super or it's their women's program which i did and um because it's so small they give guaranteed super days to everyone who does that and oh, wow. so i have my super day with them this friday and Ooh, that will be four um 30 minute <laughs> interviews back to back and the nice thing is they so they do all their recruiting um, through Dartmouth Partners, the recruiting firm. Mm -hmm. And so that's who I had my interview with to actually get into the women's program. I didn't, I didn't interview with anyone at the firm, but they're offering us um, basically a, like a free mock interview with Dartmouth Partners before our super days. So I'll be doing that on Thursday. And I'm, so I think that'll be really helpful too. Um, of course, the mock interview is only a 30 minute interview, but at least with I'm assuming it's going to be more technical. So more that'll give me. They, they're probably going to, they probably know what's being asked. So they're probably right. going to completely mm -hmm. prep you. So just make sure if there's anything that you don't 
quite nail in that, that you just go back and review that night. Um, mm -hmm. You have it like completely buttoned up. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's a great, uh, Perella's a great firm. So um, mm -hmm. that, that would be for some uh, junior summer. Yes. Yeah, so, and then, so Perella, and then I also, um, I have a first round this afternoon with a, um, a middle market private equity firm. Mm -hmm. And um, that's somewhat like I originally connected there with a Fordham alum yep. works there. It's a pretty small firm, um, but he, um, he was the one who got me into that process. What's the AUM so, there? You know, I actually don't remember. I can Is it like five investment professionals, 10, 20, you know, I think it's around 10 to 15. Mm -hmm. um, I know they they're growing. They started an analyst program. I think it was two years ago. Oh, that's tempting. So tempting to take yeah, that. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's another, right. It's a very different option from everything else I'm doing. I cannot find the amount just looking. Yeah. Right that's now, a, actually, you know, if you end up getting that, um, you know, I'd be curious to hear, I'd want to know before saying, yeah, go jump there is, you know, be very careful about where you go to like middle market private equity shops to mm -hmm. make sure that they're, they are indeed growing and it's, they're not like in the middle of a fundraise that they say is going to close in a few months. And then like, you're there for two years and like, you haven't done a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, you gotta, you gotta ask them questions like how much dry powder is left in the current fund. Um, you know, what's the size of the current fund? What's the target for the new fund? How much of it is actually committed? Like you have, you should ask the tough questions, especially because it's, it's a little more scary to go straight to the buy side and not have that, that, that like regimented training, although lifestyle wise, mm -hmm. it could be like, you know, 60 hours a week instead of 80 to 100. Right. So it can be like, if you actually want to have a life in your early 20s, um, <laughs> it could be a great option for you. Right. <laughs> and that, you know, that is something to be like, that's not an exaggeration. Like the, the mm -hmm. extra 20 hours a week, and who knows, maybe this middle market shop is work. They work really hard too, but they tend to be a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, a little less FaceTime, a little bit more. It's not about, you know, the client and the PowerPoint so much as it is about getting the analysis correct. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, yeah. What's yeah, your thought we'll on see. the, buy, what's your thought on the buy side and jumping straight? Cause I know it's a little bit more of an option now. It's, it's definitely very um, tempting. It, I mean, I guess, like I said, Blackstone has always been my number one and it's been that way for well over a year. Um, but then I also um, with Aries capital, Aries capital management. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the name. Yeah. Aries. Yeah. Um, so they also started an analyst program mm -hmm. in the last couple of years and I applied yeah, for that as it, well. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they, they have a real estate um, oh. group there. So I'm definitely interested in that. Um, I haven't done a lot of, like, I haven't spoken with anyone there, but they have an info, they've had info sessions each Friday of this month, um, pretty much open to anyone over Zoom. And so I'm going to go to the one this Friday, I think. And um, after your, it's also after your first round or your super day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this Friday afternoon, I'll go to that. Mm -hmm. And their applications close, I think, this weekend. So I'm thinking that after that is when they'll start um, giving out first round interviews. So that'll be another option to have, especially if by that point, I'll hopefully have a better idea with Blackstone if I have any super days or you know, what yep. that, how that's looking. And yeah, then, part of me, I'm thinking of like your background and what would be best for you. 
like part of me says go to the big name like they'll get the blackstone or the get the city well you'll have you'll have that internship either way right like, part of me is like just go there if you get it because it's like so such a solid name and you're you're coming from you're not coming from an ivy league school it's just having that on your resume just looks really impressive um for future things because people are still a little bit like um they still lean on like as much as people hate to hear this they still lean on like school and gpa and stuff like that just because it's an easy proxy for like thousands of applications i'm talking about like private equity for example mm -hmm. um i think if you can get straight into private equity my only concern would be are you joining a place that has enough training where you're going to get the reps and you're not going to just be left to flounder because mm -hmm. the one good thing about banking even though the, the work life tends to be um can be really bad um the one good thing is it's a little more structured tends to be you know like they have the they have good training um they have you know you know the whole staffing and all that's set up now of course work from home is a totally different story and people have been getting swamped and quitting and you saw the golden thing that came out recently i'm sure right <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration mm -hmm. and so you really should think i mean you'll you'll probably see that a little bit this summer at city and so you'll kind of get a, a taste for it and be like well i really don't want to do this or you know what i can handle this and i i, I still want it um so that's going to be it's funny because one of the other uh, mentees um he experienced that he was like this is not for me and he's like i'm gonna go take this job where it gets pays me you know two-thirds of what i get paid in banking but i have i work half okay right so he's like i'm gonna go do this and then i have t i have time to do side projects and other things mm, right so you know you have to think about that um and it you know private equity i think in terms of the work is super interesting if but it it tends to leave you um a little more like if you don't, if you don't have a lot of, um, if you don't have the finance background, if you don't have a lot of like, um, actual initiative, you can, and you need a little more guidance early on, like I did, cause I was a liberal arts major and I was like, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> then bang, it would have been a mistake for me, I think going straight into private equity, but for you, maybe it makes sense. I mean, you've been kind of on this track since freshman year, you're like, I know I want to do banking or, you know, <laughs> so for people like you that were are a little more prepared, more knowledgeable, kind of going into the whole process, it could be, it could be good to skip that whole, even if it's only a year or a year and a half right. of banking, mm -hmm. it could be a really good, really good option for you and for your health. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Seriously. It's a big deal. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to hear that sounds awesome. It sounds like you're in a lot of uh, you have a lot of potential great opportunities. Um, you, it's like the ideal scenario, right? You have things locked up, you're in, in processes. If you don't get Blackstone, whatever, like 98% of other people don't, <laughs> don't get Blackstone. <laughs> you're just like, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Um, and then I would just keep, um, yeah, keep applying. And then I think these, these uh, private equity positions, they, would they be interested for junior year as well? Yes, that's what oh, these that's are awesome. all for. Mm -hmm. That would be great because then you'd get banking for sophomore summer. You'd get PE for junior summer. You get a really good flavor of the firms mm -hmm. that you'd be working with. And then it's going to be an easier decision. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Especially since City, I think, works their analysts pretty hard. Mm -hmm. so. Right. So <laughs> no, it's good. You'll get a you'll get a, like a true snapshot. Um, it's hard to know over like whatever eight to ten weeks or eight to twelve weeks, but it's at least gives you a sense and you'll be around the analysts. You'll see what the um what it's really like and stuff like that so yeah how can i how can i help um i'm Walk not sure I just, oh, one other update too <laughs> yeah. is um so my current internship you know the one i've been doing since yeah number of 2019 
Um, so that, this time, I guess it's been about a month now, the managing director who I work under there moved firms. And so he asked me to move with him. He knows I'm going to be at city this summer, mm -hmm. um, but I moved firms with him. So cool. um, I went into the office earlier this week and met all the new people. So that was really nice. nice. Um, but it's, it's a slightly smaller firm in terms of number of people, but it's a really great platform. Um, cool. So like a great move for him. And um, I think it'll be good for me too, even just, you know, the next two months before this summer um, in terms of the work I'm doing too, because whereas before all the work I was doing was directly with my managing director for the most part. Now I'm, I might be able to get a little more involved with some other work, um, work a little bit more with certain analysts and associates. So that's exciting too. Um, it was very unexpected, but, um, yeah, on your, on your, how to deal with that for your resume. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have like two different places, either take the new place right. that he went to and just have it all under the same thing or have it like almost like as a parenthesis, like for, you know, move to blah, 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 or something. Mm -hmm. right. You know what so, I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just so that it's, you don't have like a whole new section. Mm -hmm. Cause then it could look like you were jumping or something like you're jumping firms and, and you don't want to give like a ton of extra space to that, especially when you're going to have city and, um, who knows what mm -hmm. else in your summer. Right. So this will only be two months. So that's what I'm yeah. thinking is the deal experience I have listed is of course from the old firm. So yeah, just leave I'll, that. I'll have to figure that out when I next summer I update it or this but summer. Yeah. Coming up for now, like all the, with the resume I've been submitting for all these applications was right as this was happening. So it still just says Good. Good. Um, from that day to the present, this firm. Yeah. And I wouldn't put in a whole other firm for two months. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. um, right. And, and I think the good part is if you do do some additional work with analysts, just try to make yourself helpful any way you can be like, Hey, you don't want to make that pit, you know, pit, or you don't want to spread those comps. I can do it. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll just give you a little more reps in terms of doing like the actual analyst work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, well, that's exciting. So you have a couple more months there. And then are you going to get a break at all before then you got finals? Right. That? So I am making myself, uh, I'm going to give myself a break in May. I realize I haven't not been working since summer of 2019. So I'm going to, when I have those uh, couple of weeks after finals end, I'll make sure I'm finished with my current internship by then um, before I start at city for the summer. So oh, that way I'll definitely. yeah a few weeks of rest. <laughs> Definitely a few weeks of just doing nothing, lots of Netflix right. or, you know, <laughs> maybe go to the beach or something and just right. like do, do nothing, I think is the best, um, best thing you could do um, to clear your brain and just uh, don't be studying anything. It's a sophomore right. summer internship. You don't need to study modeling then or do anything. Yeah. Um, just and, relax. So, right. Very overwhelmed right now between work and school and recruiting, but I'm telling, I know it'll be worth it. Like once if I get an offer out of this right now, or even if not, once it's over. Yeah. You're um, still meeting I'll people. Have more certainty. Yeah, yeah. You're still meeting people. I mean, you're talking about tying up junior summer right now in your sophomore. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but yeah, if it, if it doesn't happen, you still have city to fall back on. You still have um, a bunch of other things and then it doesn't stop you from kind of getting into the normal uh, recruiting cycle too mm -hmm. for, for next year. So, uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. I think uh, I'm excited for you. I want to hear. I'm surprised you don't know yet. I, it, it, it's Blackstone took took a lot longer, and then I guess the other processes took longer. To yeah, get it's been it's been very uh, drawn out with Blackstone, <laughs> but um, cool. we shall see. <laughs> Anything I can help with? Uh, do you want to do any mock interviews? Anything like that? Do you feel like your stories are 
good? I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, the behavioral stuff, especially I've been through because that's pretty much the same for every interview. Yeah. Um, and then, yep. right. And then, of course, my prep for all of the Blackstone interviews last week was a little different because it's real estate focused. So all the technicals are that it's not really banking related. Do you have a real all. estate modeling course? Um, I'm not sure. I, what I was using to prep was actually my friend who interviewed with Blackstone oh, last perfect. summer. Um, yeah. it kind of gave me a list of all the stuff, um, the questions he was asked and, uh, some different, are they asking you real estate specific stuff like, uh, cap rates and, no. Yeah, but it's very high level and it's um it's actually a lot more qualitative questions regarding real estate. So um in some of the interviews, they'll say if you have a hundred dollars or hundred million dollars to invest, like tell me about what you would do with it, like what kind of real estate assets, all of that. And then depending on how much specificity you provide, they might ask you for more details. Um, and then sometimes it's more just like tell me about like a trend you've been following or something interesting in the real estate market recently a lot of those kinds of things. Um, and like talking about the risk of different asset classes, Yeah, the most technical that it got, at least in first rounds was, um, kind of knowing how to get cash on cash yield, given a certain interest rate and a certain cap rate, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So very simple math. Yeah. Tell me about how you would even go about approaching the question of the hundred million dollars where you invest in real estate. Are you talking about like diversifying getting a different side portfolio together of different assets? No, they more so want a specific thing. So in one of my interviews, I talked about, of course, industrial is a very safe answer. So I tried to avoid that because that's also like right now, especially during COVID, that's kind of something I feel like a lot of people would go to. So in one of mine, I talked about film production facilities and how there's a huge upsurge right now in demand for content, both because of the tense competition in the streaming services space, as well as um, the increase in consumption of content from stay at home orders. So because of that, um, the leases are becoming longer term on these production lots. So that adds a lot of stability to cash flows, less risk. And then also um, the streaming services space, regardless of COVID has um, of course, there's been more and more streaming services popping up. So right. So it's um, that, and then also with those um, types of assets, there's a really diversified revenue stream and that about a third of the revenue will come from the office space attached to the soundstage lot. Another third comes from the soundstage itself. And then the other third comes from different ancillary services like telecom or food services on set. So that kind of diversification can um, lower risk in some senses and, and with ancillary services, it provides an opportunity for cost cutting depending on who your operating partner is. So interesting. It's a lot that's to a, talk about. That's good. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, when they're asking for that, are they looking for like when you're when you're constructing a hundred million dollar portfolio? Are, are they asking for like one type of asset like that, or you, is that like what mm-hmm. is that one part? Are you saying, hey, I'd put you know X percent to these types of assets, and then you say like, okay, I'll put. It. I like the reopening play. So I'm going to actually, there's a lot of distressed malls out there. So I'm going to actually do some commercial, take a riskier, a riskier bet on some distressed assets. Is, is that type of the type of thing that you do? Or you're saying, Hey, this is where I'd put all hundred million. It, the way the question is structured, it's not really about the hundred million in particular. It's more asking what, just what would you invest in in just general? What's like, most interesting to you right now? Yeah, exactly. So okay. the, it's really focused on a single thing. Okay. Um, so I talked about that. And then in another one of my interviews, I talked about, retail space being repurposed in for industrial purposes. So a lot of 
um, close down malls or empty mall spaces being used as distribution centers now and how it works yep. well because they're large and flat. They already have industrial grade power, water systems, things like that location. Um, so they work really well being repurposed and then e-commerce and everything. Um, warehouse Are there any big really deals important. that have happened like that? Like big trades that have happened, um, acquisitions from real estate companies that doing exactly that in the news? Uh, no, I can't think of any specific ones on the top of my head, but yeah. I, I have read a lot about like smaller ones mm -hmm. and sometimes it's, um, not necessarily new acquisitions, but, um, people who are, or I guess companies that already own those spaces just Converting. going about repurposing it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a, it's a crazy dynamic time right now. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, it, it allows you to have more. Uh, interesting conversations in the interview, which is good. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could like, there's lots of ideas out there. Um, very cool. Um, well, it sounds like you're on the right track. I mean, it sounds like a great answer and I'm sure um, you've thought about it a lot. So I, anything else I can, I can help with um, as you kind of lead up to this Friday, you said Perella this Friday. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so Perella this Friday and then potentially Aries next week or the week after um, and then what was, and then a small private equity fund. When is that one? Um, for the first round this afternoon, this afternoon fun. So mm -hmm. private equity. So, okay. LBOs. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, equity. the, so the analysts that I spoke with told me it to expect really just kind of classic banking questions. And then maybe a couple of questions, more private equity focused, but pretty high level in terms of, you know, what makes a good buyout candidate. Um, things like that. So quick, tell me what makes a good bio candidate right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know stable, the few, yeah, stable, stable cash flows. Cash flows. Yep. Um, and then if a good management team, of course, I mean, that's the kind of a go-to for anything. Mm -hmm. And then also um, being in an industry that's not super cyclical. So it's easier to um, predict out cash flows. And you also want to be able to cover interest payments regularly as well. Mm -hmm. And um just reviewing this earlier, but I'm blanking right now. No, that's good. No, that's good. I think you got most of them. I think um, the ability to like potentially go in and, and make some operating improvements and increase right. margins, mm -hmm. um, potentially um, low capex requirements, low capex working capital requirements, um, so that such that when you, when it is growing, it's not eating up all the the growth isn't eating up all the cash. Mm -hmm. um, right. Pay down debt, um, and then even potentially some asset, some heavy asset potentially could be good if you could get more leverage to boost returns. Um, but yeah, I think you got to So yeah. What, what drives returns in a private equity, uh, in a buyout? What are the main uh, drivers? A large part of it is your, the purchase price and then what the exit multiple is. And then also when there's the level of debt that you take on, like the debt, um, equity ratio, mm -hmm. um, as well as the interest rate on the debt. Yeah. And why, why does more debt, um, increase your returns typically? Um, well, the higher leverage amount, the less equity that you put in upfront, the more you can multiply that um, when you exit, if you take on higher leverage. Yeah. And then what, what else is good about the debt in, in, in the sense of, is there anything other benefit from the debt? Uh, well, I guess that in the sense that with um, private equity, you usually have a set or a pretty set exit timeline. So, you know, um, you can really predict out how you're going to be paying off the debt and what yeah, those I, was just, I was thinking it, look like. interest cash, the shield, interest cash shield. Okay. Yeah. Right. So okay. like 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like pick. I'm just you know nitpicking, but it's good. I just want you to be. It's this afternoon, so it's great. Um, so you'll be mm-hmm. ready. Um, yeah, yes. you know it. Um, I'm trying to think what else on the PE side. They're not going to make you like do a paper LBO or anything like that. Sources and uses. At least not in the first round. It sounds like. Okay. If they are, if you make it to like second round and they, they're going to make you do a paper LBO or um, you can spend some time in the PE interview course because there's a ton of little paper LBOs okay. just to just go, th- or there's another just file called 20 minute LBO drills. Just do like three or four of those and you'll be like, okay, okay. I got this. <laughs> this okay. <is> me. <laughs> just do a few of those because if you don't, it can, it can just take you a little bit longer than it should. And it, it'll be more impressive if like you just go in there, you're like, done here. Um, right. None of it's that hard. It's just being comfortable doing it, having done the reps okay. and stuff like that, um, setting mm-hmm. it up. And sometimes they'll give you like a really easy prompts. They'll be like, okay, you entered this business at five times EBITDA, EBITDA is, you know, 10 million, you exit same multiple in five years. They give you like really, or it, and it grows at 10% a year. They give you really simple assumptions and then you can just do it in Excel in like one little sheet. Um, okay. Oftentimes they won't even have you pay down the debt. They're just going to see if like, you know how to calculate IRR. Okay. Um, and multiple invested capital, stuff like that. So um, what else for PE? Yeah. What makes a good investment? Um, do they invest in any specific, the, the, for the fund, do they invest in any specific industries or is it more generalist? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fairly generalist, but their main focuses are, um, I believe like business services and industrials and both, um, both people I've talked to at the firm, um, I've talked with about this and I'm, I'm very interested in industrials. So because of the nature of the firm, like if I were to go there, then I would be able to focus a lot of my time on that if I wanted to. Um, so that's, that's what most of my conversations have focused on so far. Industrial, you're thinking like the manufacturing manufacturing plants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's exciting. So I'm just trying to think of, are there deals that they've announced? No. Um, or any like invest, what's oh, the portfolio like, companies? Oh, I've looked a little bit at that, but that's also what I'm going to be um, reviewing beforehand. Is that yeah, I review so. that just so you can kind of, if the right opportunity presents itself, um, you can just say, you can say, you know, for example, your, your deal with that, I thought was interesting because this space is growing here and I can see how you guys are doing that. I think it'll just show that you've done the research and done the homework mm-hmm. on them specifically, um, which will hopefully set you apart. Yeah, I think it's tough because as a sophomore interviewing for private equity, it's like you have to know all this stuff. Like you haven't even had the banking yet, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard because um, you know how many LBOs have you run in your in real life? Not many, right? <laughs> if <it's> right. Like, <laughs> like you're still doing the comps and getting the valuation underneath, uh, you know, getting that and. DCF. Are you doing any DCF or anything like that at your current inter- internship? Um, I haven't really. Most of the valuation work I've touched has been precedent transactions. Precedent transactions. Okay. Because very it's cool. all very lower middle market. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, I think good luck um, this afternoon. Anything else I can answer about PE stuff, PE inter- interviews? I so. I'm trying to think what else. So yeah, the know their firm pretty well, know the deals they've done recently, especially. Um, it'd be good if you knew a little bit about like what's happened in, in those specific spaces, if there's like a little niche space. Um, okay. so you, can, you know, you don't want to oversell what you know, but um, just showing mm-hmm. that you've read up a little bit is, is nice. Um, 
yeah, have I'd like list out the six, seven things, whatever you look for in a in a good investment PE candidate, because that's very high. I'm pretty sure they're going to ask you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so just being able to go boom, 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 boom easily through mm-hmm. it will be good. And then I think that's it. You'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then um, I guess for this Friday um, with Pro Weinberg. Going to be technical. Um, right. And they told me, um, so doing the women's program, we get assigned a mentor. And so I've, she gave me a good idea of what to expect as well, that there'd be one interview with probably a more junior person where it would just be entirely technicals. And then the other ones would be um, like partners or other senior, more senior people. And those would be higher level conversations, especially because I've had banking experience. She said, probably be able to talk about like, what, what do you have listed on your resume and like what deals you've done or what kind of things you've worked with. Right. Like if you um, say, oh, so, I did press entrance. Oh, tell me about that. You know, right. mm-hmm. tell me about what, what <laughs> precedents, what, what were the multiples that are that like knowing that really well will be important. Mm-hmm. Um, to see if you actually did it or if you were just like kind of sitting on the side and not paying attention. <laughs> right. You know what so, I mean? A lot of the prep I've been doing too has been going back to um, like old, the pitch decks I've worked on at my perfect. internship, reviewing you know those companies and um, kind of. That's perfect. For, for private equity recruiting, we say the same thing um, to be able to talk about your deals as if they were in investments. That's something else that might happen this afternoon. Okay. If on your, if on your resume, you have some deal, some tra- transaction experience, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they may ask you, was this a good deal or not? Mm-hmm. And so being able to actually speak to those deals um, as if you were an investor and you can say, actually, no, I don't think it was a great deal. It's okay. That's not, that's not bad to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could say, yeah, I think it was a great deal. They got this. Here's the strategy. They're doing a roll up. It's a tuck in acquisition or here are the synergies with this company of how they're going to grow. Um, but don't be afraid of saying, I think it's, I think they overpaid, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you know, or I think it's, I don't think it's a great candidate as a, you know, it was good. It was a good mandate for the bank, you know, it was, you know, it was, but in terms of the actual deal for XYZ buyer, uh, maybe you were on the sell side and you thought it wasn't a good, thought the buyer overpaid or something like that. And that's fine. Um, but I would be ready to, to at least mention that and talk about that, talk about the numbers. Okay. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have, do you have like EBITDA numbers and multiples? It, it was, you done M&A transactions or was it all capital raises? Uh, no, it's all M&A. So I, um, yeah, the one that I can talk about in the most depth just closed a couple of weeks ago and hasn't been announced publicly, but I like, I'm familiar with um, like multiple ranges on that. So I. Okay. So you know that. how much it was acquired for, what the multiple mm-hmm. was? Right. Of mm-hmm. EBITDA? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then um, what was it like seven times, 10 times? No, it actually came in around like, I think 10 or 12 times. Okay. So surprisingly. How, so, much, yeah. how much debt did they put on it? That I'm not sure about. So I would know that. Mm-hmm. So I don't like, know if I have access to that now. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> they may want to like. But it was still really small. So it very likely could have been. No debt. Um, all cash because yeah. it was a, it's a large acquirer too. So it would do so 12x EBITDA. How much was that? Like uh, 20 million. It was like a $2 million business. It was like a 20 million. Yeah. The person. EBITDA was only like 1.8 million. I think. Okay. So like $2 million <laughs> EBITDA 10x, it's like a $20 million uh, transaction. Yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. Small. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can still talk about it. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, right. And you can I, say, I essentially made the SIM for it myself. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was super involved with it and I know the company really well. 
so yeah, being able to talk about the industry, um, what you like about it, the growth trajectory, you can be like, mm -hmm. so you were helping on the sell side, basically help prepare. Mm -hmm, yes. So you can be like, I actually think we got a great price. So as an investor, I wouldn't have liked to be on the other side because I wouldn't right. want to pay. <laughs> it was pay. not what we were expecting. <laughs> yeah. And you can say, I wouldn't want to pay such a high multiple for such a small asset. Something like that. That would actually show that you're like, you're not just like blindly like, yes, it's a good deal. I'm a banker. <laughs> and the buy, and the buy side right. and the PE people will actually like to, to hear that. Mm -hmm. Be like, but you know, it is a fast growing company. So I could see the justification for it, but um you know, I don't think they put any leverage on it. It's, it was a strategic that bought it, probably not a financial mm -hmm. buyer. Yes, so and a fairly care. large strategic too. So that's what makes me think they could have done it all cash without Exactly, too much yeah, it's, it's different. If you're a low leverage. Yeah, if you're a private equity fund, you don't, you care about like your equity check because so you, you've raised as much debt. If you're a strategic buyer, you already have a ton of debt, especially a large one, you already have a ton of debt. You're funding, you're always raising new debt at a low cost of capital um, to fund acquisitions like this. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm excited for you. So when is that? In like an hour or two? Hour? No, I actually I have a class starting in about 20 minutes. Okay. No, about like 30 minutes. And then it's almost a three-hour class. And then it's right after that class ends. Oh, yeah. So a little coffee right near the end of class or something? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you go. Uh, get, get some rest before that. And then, um, yeah, good luck with everything. Keep me up to date. And maybe we can do uh, another session in like a month. I, I'd be curious to catch up and see. What... Mm -hmm. Yes, hopefully I'll have uh, more clarity then on everything. Awesome. Okay, Grace. Thanks so much for taking the time. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay, bye. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time. Thank you.